You are listening to the Coles and Riffs Podcast. Welcome to the Colson Lives Podcast, episode 18. Today we are discussing Providence, the 18th episode of the first season. Only four left. As always, I am Daniel James. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire Hengate Hawk. Yeah. And this so. episode was a little boring. A little bit. We'll get into it. That's Providence, it. Canada, not Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> yes. It's not Providence anywhere. It's the unofficial name of the bunker. Yes. But yes, in Canada. <laughs> not not in Rhode Island. Not in Rhode Island. <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah. Providence was written by Brett Fletcher and directed by Milan Chelov. And in this episode, um the Agents of Shield team goes to a hidden base in Canada and meet Patton Oswalt and hang out with him. Meanwhile, Ward and Garrett hang out and, you know, rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. And then invade the fridge and steal a bunch of shit that we've seen before. Yeah. It's like, seriously, S.H.I.E.L.D., if you were actually throwing this stuff away like you were supposed to, your, your life would be so much better right now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Colson and the team had a problem with these things when they had the full support of Shield. Now that Shield's sort of scattered to the winds, it's going to be a rough couple weeks, I think. Yeah, and all of it is supposed to be slingshotted into the sun, but apparently that's all a giant lie. Anybody really surprised? I wasn't. Nope. <laughs> Although, if the gravitonium was slingshotted into the sun, that could probably fuck things up pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I understand why that one was never actually scheduled for the slingshot, if the slingshot was a real thing. But the rest of the stuff... Yeah, like, like the rage stick. Like the rage stick. Oh, although that should just have been like, oh, here, Thor, take this, yeah, you wanna, would ya? You wanna that too. This? Or, or Seif, because, you know, Seif was here. I know, she was right there. It's like, here, we have this thing that's Asgardian tech. Could you kind of take it back? Probably and, just uh, hold on to this for us. And put it back in the armory, because, you know... The dude who originally owned it said that there were, like, all the foot soldiers had these things, so, well, you've got storage. <laughs> I'm sure you've got space in a rack somewhere. So <laughs> could you just take it? Yeah. Cool. People just don't think these things through. No. Apparently not. It's on some accountant's spreadsheet, and, and then it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, one could argue that Hydra had infiltrated whoever was in charge of doing that, and therefore they were the ones who prevented those from being tossed into the sun. It is possible. It's true, but what the way that Garrett made it sound was that Fury had decided that he wasn't going to actually throw that stuff away. Which sounds like Fury, because he's mm-hmm. really kind of a... He's a big picture person, people. but not in a way that lets you think about the the potential 
these getting out of my hands consequences. <laughs> yeah. Loves people, just doesn't trust them very much. Right, but his version of not trusting people is like, and I'm always going to have control of all of this stuff, even when it keeps blowing up in his face. Mm. He, he's he's trying to be like Batman. He's just not very good at it because Batman no. always has contingency plans. Yeah, the problem is that Batman's not a, very good at contingency plans. One to five man thing, whereas is the Shield agency was more like a couple hundred, maybe even a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to keep that many people in check. Yeah. Exactly. When Robin's acting up, you can slap him like a little bitch. Which he has when done. When Sidwell is secretly Hydra, you got to throw him in front of a truck. Well, that wasn't even well, Shield. Hire somebody else <laughs> to throw him in front of a truck. Yeah, hired someone else to throw him in front of a truck. Uh, God, that was so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anything else before we dive in? Not really. Oh. Uh, clarification from last week. We went and rewatched Captain America, and he is a level eight. He is a level you. eight when he gets into the elevator. I was paying attention. Yeah. Good. Also, uh, Romanoff is wearing a little necklace with a little silver tiny, arrow. Tiny, tiny silver arrow. It's and a little it's sparkly. A cute little nod to. When when she's in um, Sam's house. And then when they're in their civilian clothing, uh, and then when they're inver- interrogating Sitwell on top of the roof. Yeah. Those are like. The but it's easiest times. to see it um, in the <clears throat> the um, what are we going to do scene. The in one Sam's where I went house. to go pee real quick. That's why I didn't see it the first time. Thank you for sharing. Sorry. <laughs> it's important for the story. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for the clarification. I was not paying attention to that last time I saw How it. How dare you? Because <laughs> I didn't think it was important at the time. That's not super important. Well, it's not it's that important. It's just interesting. <laughs> Still not very important. Just interesting. Awesome. Uh, yeah, plot-wise, what do you, what do you got? What do you think? Uh, I understand... Uh, I understand that we're moving into exposition part two of the of the greater storyline. It's like we had this huge build up to this enormous reveal that was multi platform, multi billion, million, billion dollar thing. And now that we've sort of had that big reveal, it's like, all right, now that we've sort of shifted gears and showed you what we were playing close to the chest, now we gotta set up for, you know, the next big arc. Mm-hmm. So the the episode itself is is a little slow. It's like we gotta get repair things done. Now we gotta go to this place. Yeah. And what now it, we're at this place. Yay. What it feels like to me is when you're playing a big um, tabletop game, and you've just had a giant fight, and your GM is like, okay, now the next point of the story is happening over here, but you have to do all of this maintenance stuff before you're allowed to go. Yeah, you have to buy provisions, and you have to uh, rent some horses and find a guide, and then you have to roll to see if you have encounters on the way there, which you don't, but yeah, I'm with you. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I like it. Well analogued. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, it. I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff that felt kind of familiar and stale to me about it. I'm not sure why that is, but I don't know. The whole ward actually being evil thing is kind of eh. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't feel... I mean, 
the character is definitely there. The way it's being played, you can kind of see what's going on. But it doesn't feel solid. Yeah. It's it's not interesting to me, storytelling-wise. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting little the, hints the of some, something was... big happened, yeah. but I think unless we get more of that, it's not going to ring true. I think that the twist was interesting, but I think that if he was, if, if they were, if they keep teasing this idea that he's having doubts or he's having second thoughts because of Sky or whatever, and if they really want to make that be sort of his path to redemption, then they need to, they need to show him with a glimmer of, of wanting. Yeah, you know, it needs to be yearning. less of everybody setting him up. Yeah. Being like, you know, don't you feel something for them? Doesn't that deserve something, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like there's that perfect opportunity with the girl from the with the flower dress, Raina. Raina, who's like, yeah, but you got didn't didn't you get too close? And he was like, I acted like I was too close. But he could have been like, you know, give him give him literally a beat, just a pause before he answers the question, so that there's a question of doubt. Yeah, I did like that uh, interplay though. Yeah. That was probably my favorite ward moment of the of the day was him being like, "Oh, I just gave uh, Cole someone he wanted." Uh, sir, I'm a specialist. I don't want to work on a team. Not my speed. Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" It's his bad acting from the beginning of the season. It was all totally on, yeah. It was meant meant to be terrible. <sighs> yeah, that was good. I like that. Um, it just it makes it a little more okay that there was no hint of it prior to last episode yeah yeah it does help with that that setup because i was pretty annoyed as everybody knows <laughs> last episode <laughs> what yeah not as no and i kind of like how our our unlocked up bad guys are reacting to finding out that all the clairvoyant was is a con i think it's pretty awesome the way yeah. Rain is like obviously a little crushed heartbroken, yeah. and heartbroken mm-hmm. about it, and what's what's the other guy's name? I don't remember. Um, but Queen. yeah, the the rich dude, yeah, Quinn, is angry. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's been hitting the rage stick or something. You nearly took my, <laughs> or something. You, really, yeah. you nearly took my tongue out. I'm kind of regretting that I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. But I think they're appropriate reactions to finding out that you've been fooled along with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that they acknowledge it. Yeah, I think it would be a little bit too pat if they came back on and were like, oh, how nice. So we've got inside info and blah, 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 but you're not really psychic. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) That's too bad. Yeah, and then so we've got Ward breaking Reyna out, and that's interesting. It's like that's that's the point where it's like, no, Ward is definitely not a good guy. Well, I'm watching watching her yeah. face during it too. She's like hearing hearing attacking, and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. And then she sees Ward and goes, oh shit, I'm fucked. And then Ward's like, here's his address, and she's like, oh shit, I'm excited. Yeah. So it was a nice like growth of the of the scene. Yeah, and then good callback to Undercover Brother with the uh, Hydra base being under a barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> I did not uh, catch that. 
Wait, you, I haven't watched Undercover Brother, but that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, that part kind of bugged me because Undercover Brother did it as like a huge spoof. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's happened elsewhere too. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it just. Well, like, it's such a trope to have somebody in sitting in a chair and getting lowered to wherever and there's the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was well, almost the exact scene from up the Bond villainy it, so. Yeah. He is kind of a Bond villain. A little it's, bit. It, yeah. With his smirky smirk Agent Garrett. Yeah. If he captures Coulson and then tells him his entire plan before Coulson ah. breaks out and then stops it, then yes. 100% Bond villain. <laughs> or is holding Coulson over a shit tar- a, a tank of sharks. A shank of tarks? Really? <laughs> That's what I was going to <laughs> Stupid brain. Well, <sighs> any, any sort of ridiculously over-engineered scenario, then we'll know. If he starts monologuing... <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Sweet. Um, so let's talk Providence then. The random base in the middle of nowhere. With random tropical windows. And random Patton Oswalt. Nude Beach Wednesday, high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, extremely random. The whole thing about thing is ran- that thing is totally random. But I have to say, and this is something that I just found to be extremely odd... When they get to the coordinates and Colson is all, everybody look around, everybody look around, and they're Nobody all standing there. And they're all standing there and they don't look at anything <laughs> and automatically assume that there's nothing there. When there's a, there's a giant mound of snow, like right next to the guy. If yeah. you'd kind of poked around there, you'd have found the gun. And <laughs> also, like, those coordinates came from somewhere. <laughs> Even yeah. if, yeah, I don't know yeah, if I liked the plot of, oh, Coulson's going nuts and just kind of finding a conspiracy thing. Everyone's going to start doubting Coulson. Again, kind of a cliche and a trope of movies. Yeah. Yeah. It just pissed me off a little bit that all of them, Coulson included, were standing in this clearing and not looking at anything. It's covered in snow, people. It's not like glancing around, you're automatically going to know all of the secrets of this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get some snow around, Jesus. Yeah, just do a little search. It's just a little search. Then you can start being like, wine, wine, woe is me, there's nothing here. Create a perimeter, you're trained for this. <laughs> They had to, like, engineer stakes for the episode. Like, oh, we have to find it in two hours. Otherwise, that's when the, uh, the satellite comes overhead and they'll yeah, know we're they here. Yeah, but that. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. And then it's all like, we have a parking spot for your airplane that was made in secret. <laughs> After this base was made in secret. Oh, but the plane used to be used. That's true. Before they before the heel carrier. Yeah. yeah. So that's not as weird. It's still pretty weird, but it's not as weird. 
I'm just sick of seeing Lola sitting there and never being used in situations right. where Lola oh, can fix it. Like, we have two hours to find this place. Let's go on foot and walk by this flying car yeah. so that we can go on and, foot. And when they pull back to see the aerial view, there's plenty of cleared space for Lola. If you're worried about scraping her on the trees, roads. there's plenty of space. We don't need roads. <sighs> Probably because they don't want to spend the money on the effects for a flying car. Oh, but I guarantee that's the reason. But it's either that, or it takes away the direness of having to tr- truck through the woods and the snow, and it takes away that yeah. like nice character building moment. But still, and, and use it's all something, your resources, people. It, it's something that could easily be fixed by like, oh, uh, too bad the flight controls got blown up in our fight last week yeah mm-hmm. or they could have just straight up destroyed lola during the during the siege yeah it would have been sad, but it would have gotten rid of their trump card mm-hmm. instead it's like people have forgotten that she flies and she just sits there as a beautiful set decoration set dressing <laughs> yeah because you have to admit that's a very pretty car yeah no, i'm just joking it's not a Lexus. There was a lot of Lexus commercials on our on our feed, so we knew it was produced by Lexus this week. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Cool. Commercial um, sport considered by. Yeah, I think I'm good on plot. Everything else can kind of fall under character. Yeah, totally. Let's go. Good news. The cube has been retaken. All Hydra agents have been flushed out and are on the run. So that makes four. See? I told you more would turn up. The hull's almost completely repaired. Flight systems are back online. And the cargo ramp? Fitz assures me that it will be operational. Sir, incoming transmission. This is Colonel Glenn Talbot, U.S. Air Force. I need to speak with whoever's in charge over there. Colonel Talbot, I'm Agent Phil Coulson. I'm happy we could... Mr. Coulson. It's a real mess your boys have gotten us into. Hydra caught us by surprise. Well, that's an understatement. It's troubling how deeply embedded Hydra was within your ranks. Especially troubling for us, sir. But I assure you, we're going on the offensive. The hub is secure. All remaining agents stand ready to assist you in whatever... I think we've had about all the assistance we can handle from S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm sending in a peacekeeping force. They're going to take control. Understood. What should I tell my men to expect? We just want to ask a few questions. Get the lay of the land. Everything checks out. You and your boys can be on your merry. Sounds good. This doesn't sound good. He's lying definitely for sure. If Talbot's leading the op, there's nothing peacekeeping about it. Base defenses are operational. We could hold out. The last thing S.H.I.E.L.D. needs is to start a war with the U.S. government. What happens when Talbot gets here? Best case scenario, we all get subpoenas, spend the next six months tied up in court hearings. Worst case scenario? Means they skip the subpoenas, move straight to bunker busters. Bombs. Big bombs. All the while, Hydra's still out there. Get on the comms. We're enacting Odyssey Protocol. Odyssey Protocol? What does that mean? It means Fitz needs to finish his repairs. We're getting the hell out of here. Yeah, uh, big one. Koenig. Uh, Patton Oswalt. He plays Patton Oswalt. Get- <laughs> I noticed that there was a, a really nice inlaid advertisement there where they where he was explaining what he did at the base and he was like, oh, I've been logging a lot of hours on Call of Duty. Do you play? And Phil was like, of course. Because who <laughs> doesn't play Call of Duty? You'd be stupid not to. Not Just so not much recently, though. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, yeah that, nice that was a good moment. Um, yeah, and he trusts Coulson, even though they've never met, but doesn't trust everyone else, which is interesting, yet kind of contrived so that Ward and Garrett don't know that Col- or Fury is still alive. Fury is still alive. Well, but Coulson is known. He's an urban legend in the in the ranks, I'm That's sure. That's true. Yeah. And these other people are just his team. Though Melinda May is also an urban legend in the thing. The cavalry. Yeah, but she's not known by her real name. Mm, that's true. The cavalry. I mean, if someone says the cavalry, then people know, but they don't know the cavalry is her necessarily. But now she's the least trustworthy one from Coulson's standpoint, so if he was going to tell anybody, he wouldn't have told her anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't really get why... May is being kind of paranoid, but she's pointing it at the wrong person. Okay, so she's paranoid about Coulson, but she's completely disregarding the fact that Skye is talking to Ward, who's been kind of off-grid for a while. Yeah, that was another thing that that, bugged me. How is that not a problem? Because it should be a problem. Yeah, should... I mean, not hearing from your agent... Uh, for quite a while, should throw apparently up some red flags. Apparently, the timeline wasn't as quick as as long as we thought it was, because he was like, "Oh, we're just taking the long way around to the bridge," and I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks." Well, that that part's okay, but then he goes a little bit longer and like, okay, so you haven't heard anything from Hand, which is a little odd, but all right. Um, but then. He's kind of mysteriously missing. And even if you don't jump to the, he's a double agent, you should jump to the, he's under someone else's control. So Or Ward something came back. happened, at least. Something yeah, happened. Yeah, at least. Ward came back and he had the crap beat out of him. And, and does, she doesn't say Does anything. S.H.I.E.L.D. now know that, not S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson's team... That, that that Garrett's alive, Garrett's escaped, Garrett's like that seems like a shitty double agent tactic to be like, Yeah, he beat the crap out of me, that's why I'm here now. <laughs> or just to explain the the fridge attack, because they they talked about the fridge attack. Where the fridge went down or whatever. I don't know. It's a little convoluted, all of that all of that jazz. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping they do some some wrapping up of some of these wildly waving loose ends in the next episode, because otherwise it's like giant plot holes. Ward has a really good evil douchebag face. That's yes, kind of character <laughs> That's because he didn't shave. That's true. Thinking about growing it out. Um, Sky, yeah. I mean, I know that the relationship has been laid over the last 19 episodes or whatever, but the fact that she's just literally spilling the beans about everything, everything makes mm-hmm. me really mad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I'm just... hoping that he asks her something about this password that she supposedly puts on the hard drive, and that gets her suspicious. Yeah. Or no. something. I'm hoping that it gets to the point where he's taken his 24 hours and has to start murdering people. Not because I think they're going to die, because I think they're going to fight back, and then we won't have to worry about secret double agent ward. (laughs) We'll have either dead ward or imprisoned ward. Yeah. 
or on the lamb ward. I mean, I yeah. think the only thing that can happen that would bring Ward back would be Garrett being a dickhole to him for some like power play reason. At which point in time, he would be he would see Garrett as the controlling the dude control, she is exactly instead of this sort of <laughs> he hero saved legendary. me. Yeah, which I'm sorry. Whether he saved, he saved her his... from so, saved him from some gigantic thing when he was a teen. Okay, fine. But saved you for his own purposes. saved you for his own purposes, which means that you are just as disposable as everybody else. Yeah. Cool. Um. Let's see. Had a little bit of an Easter egg when they're wandering the fridge. They release all the prisoners. Uh, mm-hmm. Garrett's talking about he locked up a guy named Johnny Horton. Had something weird yeah. with his hands. With the, with the lion's claws or hands, yeah. Yeah. That that character is the griffin. I looked him up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't think anyone does. Pretty sure they went to the archives for that one. Uh, yeah, that, that's that. Uh, it's revealed that Garrett has like a metal plate on his side. Yeah. yeah. You barely see it, and it's not fat. Uh, you know, you don't linger on it enough to really know what's going on. So, I want an explanation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Garrett also says something interesting. It caught my attention. Uh, don't know how it worked, or if you guys caught it or anything, but yeah, he says to Ward. The straight version of you is something else. Oh. Mm. And it's just like a throwaway line. So, like, is that, like, straight versus gay thing? Or, like, a straight not playing somebody else thing? Like, I think it's straight versus crooked. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was reading it as. Okay. That makes more sense. But, like, initially I was like, oh, is... is are they are they you know together? They are I kept lovers. waiting for him to just start making out, and then like I doubt it. Ward Cross Garrett, write that fic. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know it's got to be out there. Don't show it to me either. Oh, Colson Cross May. <laughs> so also out there, I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, something I don't want to read. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, moving forward. Moving Forget I said. forward. <laughs> Rule six, thirty-eight, whatever role it is. All right, and then one last character thing, and it's really more of a makeup thing. Uh, Agent Talbot, the Colonel Glenn Talbot. Oh, you mean the horrible mustache? mustache? Horrible fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at that going, oh my god. They spend so much money on all of the effects and the makeup and everything, and they couldn't and the bother actors. to have him grow a mustache of his own. Or, or, hair, hair or, or get a actually good mustache. There are good fake mustaches that you could have put on that guy's face that the... would have worked just fine uh-huh. instead of that one, which is like... The five buck mustache that you get for Halloween. And for yeah. the amount of time we see him, fuck him. Don't give him a mustache. Yeah. Or I know that. they're trying to go for the whole 
he's vaguely evil, so we're giving him a mustache because that's the trope that's common. He and also, that's why it's black and kind of straight. He also used the phrase, on your Mary, which reminds me very much of Firefly, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but, I mean, really, this guy would be just as foreboding without the mustache. Hmm. You don't need the fakest of fakes slapped on his face. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can practically see the double stick tape. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> uh, my character stuff would be watching um, Simmons sort of swap her loyalty from not like away from Coulson, but starting to put her faith in other people, whereas uh, Fitz is sort of doubling down on Coulson, um, which was cool. And watching sort of Fitz begin to put more faith in the hierarchy system, whereas Simmons is trying to turn it more into an, a, a democrat, democracy. Democracy, which I don't think will work. I mean, it sounds like a At great idea when she when she pitches it, but honestly, if they did that, then they'd never go anywhere. They'd stalemate. It's true. Except everyone would vote for on their own plan, and Fitz would vote for Colson's plan, so there you go. It's a majority. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was one confusing line where Simmons and Fitz are talking in the woods, and Simmons is like, yeah, because I don't want things to change, and Simmons like, Fitz, the time for that has passed, and we're talking about, is that a part of their relationship that we don't know where they were dating, but that's over, or is that a question of the changing of the of the organization, like the sort of big sweeping changes that they've been experienced now. Mm. I don't know what she was specifically referring to in that line. It feels kind of like a us against everything else has yeah. passed. Because they were a pretty tight pair. I mean, they they worked together, they supported each other, etc., etc. Um, and now... I mean, she's found other connections. He's found other connections. The world is getting bigger. At the same time, it's getting smaller with this um, disaster that's happened with Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. The character stuff. Excuse me. Coulson acting erratic and May trying to calm him down was the exact opposite of what she should have done. Yep. She was not thinking through that confrontation at all. She should have better skills than that. You would think so. She should have just, just picked it off of him. Yeah. If she was really serious about getting his gun away from him, she should have just taken it from him. Not tried to be all like... And I'm your friend, and, and you should trust me and give me the weapon because you're obviously having a psychotic break. Everything except for that you're obviously having a psychotic break part it should have worked. Coulson's also being irrational, which is true. Yes. And one of the things that she was supposed to watch for mm -hmm. <laughs> post-surgery. Of course. <laughs> it's been significantly post being resurrected, so you'd think that if he was going to have some problems, he'd be showing it already. And we all know that he's right. Fury's not dead. Yeah. 
Yeah. Though when that's... Oswald said that Fury was still dead, I wasn't like, oh my god, he's dead. I was just thinking that maybe that nobody knew or nobody lets that information out. Mm-hmm. Probably for the best, but. And then he's that whole thing of, and I really know, but you can't tell anybody. Blah blah blah. It's like seriously, this is very heavy-handed. You're setting us up to have, well, interpersonal problems, especially between May and Coulson, when he keeps acting like Fury's alive, and she is now doubly convinced that he's dead. And she, and he certainly won't tell her because he doesn't trust her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna have problems. Yes. Yeah. And they'll be character driven problems. Paulson's <laughs> badge is exploded. Yep. Hope Fury wasn't gonna send him anything else through it. <laughs> Cause it's gone. Cool. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yep. What happened to Director Fury? Is he alive? Fury didn't make it out of D.C. It's been rough. We're all a little shaken up, especially now that the fridge has fallen. Who is she calling? We had a man at the fridge. Ward? Oh, thank God. Can I speak to you in private? It's nice having company, but don't get me wrong. I mean, this place is great. What's with the windows? Oh, that's supposed to make the isolation more bearable. Every day of the week, a different view. Wednesday's pretty terrific if you like topless beaches. So how long have you been in here? Since the Jatari invaded New York. Oh. Oh, it's not so bad. Reading a ton of historical fiction and gaming online with my brother, we're racking up major Call of Duty hours. You play? Of course. Lately, not so much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is it tech now? Yeah. Yeah. They got this. Uh, they got a new piece of tech today called the Internet. There wasn't really any and new tech <laughs> except for whatever that metal plate is on Garrett's side. Yeah. yeah. We and the get Providence the, Auto Pen. Everything back that we've seen so far, the 084 from wherever that was, Peru, I think. And then the raid stick. And Which the, is probably going to come back and bite us in the butt again. Yeah. No one make him whip his ass now, even with the stick. That's true. Um, the gravitonium is back in play and I don't think any of them know that the dude is inside of it no I would I would agree with that statement that poor fucker (laughs) he's just not having a good life not so much I was actually hoping that when they presented um, that gravitonium ball that we'd have that hand moment (laughs) that we had at the end of that episode. But they did not show it to me. That would have been pretty cheesy to do that again. It would have, but I would have laughed. The hand came out and just gave everybody the bird. Mm -hmm. Or even just like fingertips Mm -hmm. pressing out of the ball. It could it could have been hidden in the general 
roiling movement that's happening. That's true. Yeah, they could have done it really subtly, I suppose. But that's not how this show works. <laughs> it's either heavy-handed or not at all. Sweet. <laughs> I wouldn't right. go quite that far, but pretty close. True. Uh, quotes, then? <clears throat> I left my notes downstairs, so I can't remember all of the quotes. This is why I take notes, I so I can write down quotes. In, I didn't find myself... Loving anything like a lot, except for the one with where Ward and uh, Raina are talking, and he sort of goes off on on all of the ways he was sort of playing them. But that was more of a revelation than it was the actual cleverness of the quotes. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Uh, um, they're talking about the Odyssey protocol, and. Yeah. Colson's like it means that Fitz needs to hurry the hell up we're getting the hell out of here (laughs) (laughs) I did like that scene when Fitz was trying to finish the ramp fix the ramp and everybody's telling him you need to replace the grounding wires you need to replace the grounding wires and he's like shut the fuck up (laughs) and then he fries the whole thing because he needed to replace the grounding wires and then Tripp turns around and says you need to replace the grounding wires yeah and obviously Fitz has come to the end of his patience with Agent Triplet for whatever reason because he's getting close to Simmons yeah probably but yeah I thought that was nice too because it's like I don't care what you say it could be the most right thing ever don't say it (laughs) (laughs) do not speak in my presence Yeah, I think we've talked about the rest of my quotes. Uh, yeah. Or are going to. Da, da, da. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to speculation, I guess. We've got a lot of stuff coming down the line. Yeah. There's going to be some crazy because of the people that got freed from the fridge, who are obviously a bunch of those people are not people that Hydra actually cares about. I mean, as a group, they're not recruiting them. They're it's the just they're the distraction. Yeah. It's always good and to I have a I think that Providence is going to be their new base. base of operations, but Ward knows where it is, so it yeah. can't be that The base. location's compromised, so, I mean, it's going to be the location for a little bit at least, but yeah. how good is that going to go for them? Yeah. And now we've got at least a subsection of the U.S. military trying to find Coulson. Yeah. Which is good. Dude with the worst mustache ever. Uh, also, so a big development was that everybody got erased. Yeah. They all got ghosted. Including Ward. Yep, including Ward. Which means if she's deleted all of that, then she can't go looking for whatever caused this problem, so, unless he's got a different name in that previous If life. there was already dirty shit on him on the internet, she would have found it while he was while she was wiping it. Well, you'd think so. But was she actually looking at all of that, or was she running a trace? And If I had a crush on somebody, I'd be looking as I go. It's true. That's how relationships worked nowadays. 
Facebook's I dog. I like you. I'm going to creep on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Garrett mentions to Ward uh, that tip, the tip about the chalice was helpful. Facebook's talking so. Yeah, but the tip about the what was helpful? The cellist. The, the cellist. So oh yeah, we're gonna go after the but cellist. How, I think. How would he know this? And the, they were friends. Yeah, they they talked about it in one of the episodes. Don't remember <laughs> exactly which, but they did have that conversation. So, was there something you wanted to tell me? Yes, my bad. Fury is not dead. What? Yeah, the Hydra thinks they killed him, but he managed to escape from D.C. So you just lied to my team? Well, I don't know them. And those are Fury's direct orders. Only a select few people can know that he's alive. Maria Hill, Cap, a couple of others, and now you and me. Where is he now? No one knows. Ever since he went dark, no one's heard from him. This is highest priority, full eclipse protocol. No one else can know. I'm not comfortable keeping secrets from my team. Well, they haven't been vetted. And if you talk, we're going to have a major problem. Are you threatening me? One hundred percent. Fury's orders. Not big on the trust, is he? So we're good? We're good. Great. I'm going to get you set up with the lanyard. Uh, maybe ask Agent May to pull the plane in. I've got a parking space for and everything. Yeah. It was just kind of a... It, it was an in-between episode, I so... I missed it, yeah. The, the cellist comments in general. I mean, no, I heard it. I don't think I missed it. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, just the episode was unsatisfying because we had so many big the, episodes back to back to back to back that it's like, all right, now we gotta go. Yeah, and, and now we're in the in between because we can't just roll right into the next bit because it won't make any sense. Yeah, I remember Buffy being this way too, where there, like, right after a big bad was gone, there was like a day of breathing, and then it was I'm like, sad. oh no, another monster! Yay! <laughs> So hopefully tomorrow we'll or next week we'll start going back to our our you know oh eight four of the week and uh, and start some machinations. Well, for the other stuff. We may have earthquakes next episode. <laughs> That's true. An earthquake machine that sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh uh, spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing else on this one. It was it was it okay. Was, it was all right. Yeah. It's the first time in a long time I've been disappointed at all. So that's a. I think I still think that's a good sign. That's true. Cool. Um, yeah. That's that. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> and yeah. next week we'll be talking about the only light in the darkness. That sounds shield, intriguing. Shield. That's not ominous at all. I guess yeah. the shield is the only light in the darkness. No. Maybe. We'll find out. Sky. It does sound extremely ominous. Yeah. <laughs> I think Super it sounds ominous. hopeful. It does. The, the one light is... That means there's only one light, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah... Yeah. You you know what sounds more ominous to that? The growing shadow. That sounds more ominous. True. <laughs> that would be a more ominous title. 
That is that is fact. It's a matter of perspective. <laughs> Sweet. Well, as always, thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, you can shoot us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on our website, colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com. If you want to check out our other shows, the Mainframe Chronicle podcast, the Rogue Arrow podcast, and the Cinemasters podcast, you can find links to those at almproductions.net. Um, yeah. That's going to be that for this week, I suppose. As always, yeah. I'm Daniel Janes. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire Hen Gatehawk. Yeah. And that was a podcast. Yay. Indeed it was. That was our sign-off for a while. Until Pop Merlin happened. And now, <laughs> now we don't really have one. We don't really use one. We just sort of talk. Just kind of like fade off just, until nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like at the <laughs> end of a news program where you see the news anchors continue to talk, but you can't actually hear them talking. And the camera pulls back. Yeah, exactly. Except because they can't see us, they just have to listen to us talk about random shit as the volume sort of fades. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is actually staying in and the volume is fading over me right now. because. Colson Lives Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. Leave us feedback at colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash colsonlivespodcast and rate and review us on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening and feel free to check out our other podcasts at almppodcast.blogspot.com or by following the links at the Colson Lives page.